What's up everybody? So we're starting to come to the end of the technical segment of the course and I just want to do a quick overview of some of the main topics that we've covered so far. So technical trading, this is the idea of using the charts to make your trades. And the big thing here is that you need to start with the big picture. When you're going to make an investment into a stock or into an industry, you need to make sure that you know how that country and how the global economy are doing so that you're aware of what's happening in the big picture in case something turns around. When you start to make that trade, you need to follow your trading strategy that we've helped you develop through this course. And you always need to learn about new indicators and patterns. I have only touched on five or six different indicators, but there are literally tens of hundreds out there and lots of different strategies and methodologies that you can use when doing your technical analysis and I have only scraped the surface here so there's a lot more that you need to learn and know about before you start making your big trades. Nothing is perfect and get, nothing is guaranteed though. You need to really remember that. You could have every indicator in the book line up perfectly as a buy and you could have every trend line point to a buy and things can change very quickly. So you need to mitigate your mitigate your risk with a stop loss or protecting your position in some way and you need to be prepared for any position to turn around on you okay price it's described as bearish and bullish it's bullish when it's going up and it's bearish when it's going down and it is the foundation for all of the indicators and trend lines they pull all of their information from price almost all of the time and you need to know how to place your orders by doing market orders to get in right at that exact price that's quoted for you or as close as possible or using a limit order to protect yourself by doing a stop loss or only getting in at certain prices Trend lines are the strongest tool you can use when looking at a chart. They're made by connecting the highs and lows to form different channels. And the more times that a price touches a supporter resistance line, the stronger that supporter resistance is. The other thing is that if you touch a resistance line three times, and then you break out above it, that resistance line is now considered your support line. So resistance and support are interchangeable and they're basically resistance lines for price movement more so than anything else. Um, this does come with practice and time. You need to look at hundreds and hundreds of chart and you need to really practice this and get good at it over time to really start to pick up on the different tendencies within the charts. One good resource for this is using stockcharts.com. That's where I've got most of the examples from this course. And it's a great resource for annotating the charts. What I mean by that is drawing on the charts and then keeping your annotations there over time so that as the chart develops, you can still see where your drawings were. Now, patterns is a big thing. Um, those are developed from the trend lines. You start to look for patterns in those trend lines, and some of them are telltale signs for what's about to happen coming up. Now, the ones we looked at were triangles, flags, consolidation, and head and shoulders patterns, but there are several more you should look at by doing your own research. Um, they're identified using good trend lines and they're a strong indicator of future movement. So if you see one of these patterns that I've listed, it is a strong indicator. It is not the all end all be all, but it is definitely a strong indicator. Volume is really good. Volume is a, basically a confirmation of what you think is probably going to happen. So if you see the stock price significantly go up and you see increasing volume or at least consistent volume all the way through, that means that other investors are still willing to buy it at that price. Now, if you see the stock price go up and there's declining, declining volume, it means that people are unsure of what to do when the stock is at that price. They're not sure if they wanna buy or sell it. And it means that there could be some unsteadiness in the market and that trend may not last as long as you hope it will.
So if you see a trend happening and there's decreasing volume, you cannot be sure about it. If you see a trend happening and you see increasing volume, it is a confirmation of whatever trend is happening. Moving averages are really important. Um, they are a little bit of a lagging indicator, so they'll never give you a ton of information right on the spot, but they will help you identify the long-term trends. Moving averages are the average price over a certain number of time periods, usually represented as 20 or 50 or 100 when looking at the charts, and they are best used when you have at least two different moving averages. The idea there is that you can start to see crossovers of the moving averages, and when the faster moving average crosses above the lower moving average, that is your buy signal. If the faster moving average crosses below the slower moving average, that is your sell signal. So lots of different ways there, and these are just one tool that you wanna add on to your technical analysis to build up your buy or sell position. The MACD is definitely one of the strongest indicators that we can use. It is comprised of two different moving averages and a histogram. The histogram shows the difference between the moving averages, so if they're starting to converge, you'll see that histogram or bar chart start to shrink. And when those two moving averages in the MACD cross over each other, similarly to the moving averages in the last page, that is your buy signal and that is your sell signal. Now typically the MACD utilizes faster moving averages than what you would see on a general chart and what I've shown in this course. So it is a much more representative um, indicator of the swings that are happening in your stock price, which is great to see. Next one is the RSI. It is an indication of oversold and overbought, and it is used to identify the stock moving faster than usual. So if your stock usually appreciates at 10% per year, and then all of a sudden you see a 15% increase in the price, that is what we're talking about. That is where we're saying, okay, maybe something probably didn't happen with the company here, and we're just seeing a surge in trading volume and a surge in price. Maybe this isn't the right time to buy in, and that's what the RSI can help us determine. So it's ranked on a scale of 0 to 100, below 30 is considered oversold and above 70 is considered overbought whenever they exit either of those zones. So whenever that line is coming back towards the middle of the RSI, those are your signals. Those are the signals. So when it's below and it's coming back out, it means that price has dropped too quickly for what the actual history has shown us and that's when you might want to buy it and the same thing on the reverse. Now your stop loss is a miss risk mitigation technique. It helps you limit the losses in case you are wrong when you make a trade. So it is an additional trade used to limit the loss. It is usually placed slightly below the buy-in price. If you buy Apple at 100, expecting it to get to 130, you might wanna place your stop loss at 90 or 95, so that in the event that Apple plummets, you are sold and you have exited that trade at 90 or 95 instead of 80, 70, or 60. The idea here is that you wanna limit your risk on a trade. However, if it is placed improperly or placed too close to your buy-in or to the current price, you can exit a trade early and miss out on that opportunity for the gains that you had planned. Now, your trading strategy is definitely one of the most critical and important sections here. You really need to identify your goal and your time frames. What are you trying to get out of this and what are you willing to put forward? And how often do you wanna be looking at this screen? Are you gonna be a day trader checking it basically every hour? Or are you gonna sit down once a week and look at your investment or even once a month? How are you going to trade and what is your strategy? Are you going to be a day trader, a swing trader, a dividend trader? What are you going to be? How much are you going to trade in each position? How much are you willing to risk with each position that 
every stock that you buy, how much of your portfolio do you actually want to put into it? Usually it's somewhere between one and 15% on the high end. And how are you going to mitigate your risk once you've put that percentage into that stock? How are you going to basically protect yourself in the event that you're wrong? There's lots of different ways you can do it through protective puts, stop losses, or diversification in your portfolio. And when you make that trade, what are your buy and sell signals? What is going to force you to make that trade to buy it? What is going to force you to make that trade to sell it? You should be very clear with yourself up front so when those situations arise, there's no debate in your head. Now, oh, charts and accounts. Start with global and national indexes. So when you're going to get into stock trading, you're gonna get into the market, look at the global and national indexes so you know what is going on in the broader market. You should also use a software that lets you annotate and keep notes over time. Stockcharts.com does a good job of that. But you do need to learn new indicators and look for correlations. What I mean by that is I've only covered a couple of indicators. There are many more to learn and to know about. And once you know about them, you can start to see correlation between stocks. You can see how the S&P and the TSX follow each other very closely because the Canadian and American economies are very closely linked. You can also see other trends between the price of oil and oil and gas producing stocks. So you need to be very careful and identify the correlations and always continue to learn new things about the indicators and the trends happening in the markets. The last thing is you need to choose the right markets and currencies when trading. There are a lot of companies that trade on the TSX and the New York Stock Exchange, so you need to be very careful which market you're trading in, what currency you're trading with, because it also has implications on your taxes. Now, in summary, nothing is perfect. None of the routines or methodologies I've talked about here are gonna save the day or, or be 100%, but they are going to help you give hints and signals as to what you should do. The technical principles will apply to most charts. They'll apply to all stocks, indexes, currencies, um, usually commodities, and a couple other things as well. I don't know how well they're going to apply to cryptocurrency though. Um, now what you should do is try to connect your charts to what you were seeing in real life. For instance, Google bouncing off the $1,000 price level three times. That's kind of a sign that people are willing to buy Google at $1,000. I don't expect Google to fall below $1,000 because we've seen so much support there. So the next time Google hits $1,000, I'm going to be a personal buyer. Now, in other news or other trends that you might want to be looking at, with COVID-19, you can see a dramatic increase in the price of Zoom stock. Everybody's doing video conferencing. Everybody's basically on the computer right now and Zoom is taking off and generating a ton of revenue. Therefore, their stock price is increasing because of COVID-19. That is a trend you may have wanted to pick up on. Or the fact that cruise ships are falling because nobody in their right mind would be booking a cruise ship during the middle of a pandemic. So, those are different things that you can use in your real day-to-day -day life that you're picking up on to make informed decisions in the stock mice, the stock market, and hopefully make some money. And the last thing is manage your risk. The stock market can make a lot of millionaires and it can make you a lot of wealth but it can also take your money. So you need to be very careful with how you manage your risk, what trades you make, and how much of your portfolio you put into each trade. Be very careful with those two things and always follow your trading strategy. Thanks.